Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of the Young and Foolish podcast. And、uh, as you can see, if you're watching this, Raymond is unfortunately not with us again this week. However,、uh, he is、uh, grinding hard. He's、uh, after the dough. So、yes, kudos to him. Uh, and uh, you know he should be back next week. We'll try to find the time that works for all of us. But nonetheless,、uh, we have Lorenzo and me, so it's gonna be a great episode, and it's actually gonna be a pretty fun episode today because we're gonna talk about a very interesting question. That is, what will we do if we win the lottery? And、uh, you know, before we really Get into the, our answers. I think there's a couple things to address about this question. One of them is,、uh, you know, it really depends on how much money you're winning, right? So、yeah. we're gonna probably cover, you know, different answers according to different amounts of money. And second,、uh, secondly, it's not necessarily, you know,、uh, lottery. You could think of this scenario as.、Uh, Randomly inheriting a, a lot of money, or、uh, some random stock suddenly、uh, blew up, or some any any other scenario where you suddenly just come uh,、um, mm-hmm. about a, a lot of money, right? So it's more of a、yeah. surprise. <clears throat> well, not even necessarily surprise, but just sudden, you know.、Uh, Influx of cash, exactly. Sum of cash, just yeah. Yeah, but. For most people, you know, the most likely scenario, I, I guess, somehow, were <laughs>、uh, the most you know thought about scenario somehow is probably winning the lottery. Yeah, the lottery. So that's kind of how people phrase the question. So、uh, why don't we start off、uh, with you, Lorenzo? Let's say that、uh, let's start off with a with a smaller amount. Let, let's just say something,、um, you know, let's say a hundred k, right? Let, let's say something. Hundred、like、k. Oh man. Hundred k, I feel like probably is that life changing? Ninety percent of that is that is、no. that exactly? I would I agree. I don't think it's necessarily. Well, I mean, it's not life changing in the sense that it's not really going to change your overall trajectory, but it can it can definitely change something big about your life. You know,、mm-hmm. like you can finish paying off your car payments or whatever.、Uh, you can. Get you if you're maybe saving up for a down payment on something, on like、mm-hmm. a house or something that can definitely get you there. Student loans. So, yeah, student loans, exactly things like that. So it's not necessarily life changing. Like it's not my overall life trajectory isn't going to be different.、Mm-hmm. But、um, with a hundred k, I'd probably just save most of it to be honest and start investing it.、Mm-hmm. Because especially at our age, a hundred k at our age, if you invest it. Granted, I, I, from what I understand, and I'm not, you know, I'm not an economist or anything.、Like、that, my understanding is like the next ten years is going to be pretty poopy compared to at least the last ten years, which have been pretty crazy, very bullish these last ten years. Insane,、um, historical, insane, almost like it's almost like infinite growth, but、uh, can't grow forever. So I guess it's not so infinite.、Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what on earth I would invest it in if I had hundred k just laying around.、Um, For like the long term, no idea what I would invest in. I'd have to look into that. I mean, long、But、term, the majority of that look, I would invest. Yeah, I mean, long term, you know, when you think about it, you can't really go wrong with the S and P five hundred. Like when you're looking at really long term, if you don't, if you're not wanting、That's、to true, take、yeah. money out, because like even if it's ten years. I of like not making any money, or even losing a little bit of money, you're still gonna. 
you know, if you're really talking about long term, yeah. at this stage, see, but then right? at that point, yeah, but th- but then it's like, you know, is it going to go on the red or are we just going to expect less growth? I don't know yet. You know, it's like, no, I'm saying if, even worst case scenario, there's like a massive recession, like even worst case scenario, know, like after, like, like, like you, you know, I think, yeah, but like, but if just, there's like a massive like 2008 level recession on the way, then you know, we might want to save it and then invest it immediately after in the ground zero. Yeah, know? but but you're trying to time and then, something and then that's crazy like, like that. Yeah, but when you try to time true. something crazy like that, that is very you know difficult. Any <laughs> day now, any day, any day, very difficult. Yeah, that's the difficulty in it though. Um, but yeah, that's the vast majority. I'd probably say if it's a hundred K, I'd probably just invest like at least 90 K of that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, with the hundred K, like how could I burn a hundred K unless I'm making a big purchase? Mm-hmm. But if I'm making any big purchases like that, it's definitely not a financially sound decision. Like with a hundred K, um, unless I was already planning on buying a certain house and get a certain down payment for it, mm-hmm. you know, something that I could reasonably afford with my income already, then mm-hmm. that's just dumb. Uh, same thing with cars, right? Like I, maybe I was saving up for a car that might just expedite that process, but I'm not going to get a more expensive car. Well, then again, unless I just pay it all off, pay it right off off of the bat. But then again, it's like, do I want to do that sometimes? I don't know. Um, so yeah. 100k most of it invest probably say 10% of it just leave lying around for whatever and then it's always nice to have it as sort of like an emergency kind of like okay fallback kind of option in case something happens but that's what I would do with 100k what about yourself mm-hmm. no, that's fair I would say I would do something pretty similar uh, with, with a little bit of change I would say that um, there's a very very good chance I just save all of it right uh Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when I talk about save all of it, there's gonna be a pretty big portion I would just put into like an index fund, right? Just because uh, I would rather do that than have it sit in the bank and just, you know, especially with how inflation is nowadays. Yeah, like, like I rather I rather take my chances. I'm gonna I'm relatively safe, especially if I'm saying for the long term. Like, you know, if I really <laughs> wait it out, like if I'm okay with waiting out ten years. Like it's literally no risk, right? Like uh, historically speaking, mm-hmm. if you're real, if you're actually willing to wait out ten years plus, like ten you years, know, yeah, like, it'll, like, it'll correct, yeah. it'll go back. So, um, I, that's a scenario. That's what I would do. But at the same time, like uh, now, I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm, well, I don't have like a stable job, right? So, I wouldn't be able to buy a house. But say like hopefully, like, well, it's gonna be over a year from now since I got do my masters and then the internship. But hopefully after internship, I'll be working a stable job. But then at that point, with hundred k, right? If I'm if I'm able to have mm. stable income, then I would be able to put it uh, as a down payment, right? Yeah. And um, you know, so that's what I would do. Uh, like you're saying, uh, so so it's not that different, but I'm just kind of pro- providing a little bit more context to to how. Yeah, a little bit more yeah, specific. Yeah. yeah. But um, one thing that would be completely different is that uh, you know I'm not gonna get a car. Not with a hundred k, I'm not. Uh, if I ever get a car, yeah, no. it's gonna be completely for recreational purposes, completely for 
uh, oh, just, just for fun type of things because uh, I'm really trying to get to a point where yeah. uh, I just don't need to use a car for everyday living. So, um, you know, mm -hmm. if I ever get a car, that's going to be what, what, what it's going to be for. And for me to actually just buy a car, I think I would need a lot more money to, to be willing exactly. to spend it. Uh, like if I was actually, you know, willing to just uh, get a car for, for driving and carrying out, you know, daily tasks, then like maybe, yeah, you, you know, that, that, that makes sense. But, you know, yeah. uh, don't don't really want to be in that situation. Yeah. So for I me, mean, it's going to take a lot more money for me to be willing to buy a car because of the reason I'm, <laughs> I would be doing it for. Yeah. Personally, for me, if I ever got a car, the biggest concern for me would always be the safety. Because to me, that's always like the number one concern, you know, like you can have, mm -hmm. you know, you can have your dream car and stuff, but it takes one reckless driver to take you out. So I want biggest chances to survive. That's the one thing I would do. So with a hundred K, I could probably like splurge. Well, not with a hundred K, that'd actually be pretty dumb. I, I would probably still invest most of it, mm -hmm. but I guess when we get into like the higher denominations, then, then I might be like, yo, maybe I'll ball out, get like whatever's at the top of the safety ratings. Like I think Tesla's are up there. Tesla's are in. Have you seen the rollover Tesla on Tesla's? Holy moly! No, I have not been Dude, paying attention. Crazy man! You see, you see what they throw at those cars, and you're like, "Yo, it's gonna tip over! It's gonna tip over!" It doesn't tip over. It's insane. Center of gravity is so low because that battery actually goaded. Insane. Yeah. That's a bit of a tangent, but yeah. Uh, well, uh, I think that's pretty much it, right? Yep, good episode. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> know, what would you suggest for the next amount? What would we jump jump up to? Um, uh, let's ten exit, man. Let's go to a million. Okay, yeah, no, that's uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's a reasonable yeah, jump. Yeah. Would you like to go first again? Or? Um, why don't you go first this time? A million dollars. Okay. See, this is this is where it gets in, more interesting, right? Let's yes, say sir. you know we're talking about a million dollars Canadian, uh, no tax, right? Because uh, that, that's mm -hmm. how we do it here. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Nice and simple. Yeah. So, with that amount of money, uh, what I would do. See, that's uh, that's kind of interesting because there are options here, right? There are options for me here. Like, mm -hmm. because a million dollars is kind of on, on the, I don't know, right on the edge between, between certain decisions. So because it's on the edge, I have like these options I really have to think about. So yeah, it's like, it's enough money to do some really cool stuff. Uh, and some really mm -hmm. interesting stuff, but it's not enough to do all the interesting stuff. Like for me, like what I would really have to decide at this point is actually largely because of a policy change, right? So what I would do if this was asked last year, I would clearly say I would get a golden visa for Portugal, right? 500k mm -hmm. oh. euros, right? Yeah, we missed it. Uh, but now uh, I wouldn't be able to purchase where I want would to you? purchase. I will have to purchase somewhere else to get a, and then purchase where I want to actually live, right? So that's mm. uh, a lot okay, more yeah. money. And, and you could, with- uh, You could also turn it into a rental property One too, million yeah. dollars. I could do that. Like the other that is you definitely get, you could, true. You could. 
it's just more mm-hmm. work. Yeah. It is more work and also at the same time, just the fact of purchasing two properties, including one of them being 500k euros, which is like almost 700k Canadian. It doesn't leave me much money left to buy the other property, right? So buying a property that already costs Very that true. much to qualify for the visa and then trying to buy a property where I actually want to live. See, that that's yeah. going to be pretty tough. So if I were to really do yeah. that, what I would do is just buy the property, get the get the visa and try to uh, rent a place until later on and then buy it. And then obviously the, mm. the place I bought, I could make into a rental property. And that's going to essentially co- cover most of my living expenses, most of my rent. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. like, you know. So that's a solid plan, except like I wouldn't be able to own a place uh, in where I actually want to live. Right. So, yeah, other very real. So I wouldn't buy two properties. Right. So one option is buy something that qualifies me for the golden visa and then rent where I want to live. Right. And then with the the, the property I actually bought, I, like you said, you could do like rental property. Right. I could rent that out. Mm-hmm. And so that's one option. And the other option I would really consider is that I just uh, get a, a golden visa for Spain instead because you could buy anywhere. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's no nothing stopping me from buying, you know, in like, I don't know. Uh, I actually really been liking uh, the Barcelona uh, um, coastal area. There's a neighborhood called uh, Barceloneta. And... Uh, very very nice place. Mm. Uh, the only haven't man, looked at Spain too much. The only yeah. thing that really put me against um, Barcelona in the first place was how touristy it is, right? Uh, and also mm-hmm. relative cost of living com- compared to other Spanish places and Portuguese places, it, it is a bit higher, right? It is noticeable, but at the same time, compared to here, it is still much cheaper. And at the same time, Barceloneta yeah. still offers me everything I would be looking for. You know, I will be able to, because where I want to live, first of all, it's not like a specific place. It's something that offers me what I want, which is to be within 15 minute walk of, uh, you know, a grocery store, preferably multiple grocery store and even a public market. Um, it will be, you know, 15 minutes within a nice sandy beach, a nice park, uh, restaurants, cafes, gyms, and other basic amenities, right? So it will be something that's just very easily accessible uh, to me. And obviously, wanting to be coastal and wanting to have a nice speech, that's more of an extra thing that's very personal to me. Uh, mm-hmm. That's something that's not completely just about walkability and about a place that's really designed for people. Um, but, you know, in terms of that, though, Barcelona offers me all of those things and Barcelona as a city as a whole has been doing incredible things with their uh, planning and, the, and their plans go ahead. Um, like some stuff already been done, the, uh, other stuff are going ahead as well. Like some, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the roads are been turned into public spaces and green spaces. So, and uh, it's overall, a lot of it is much more walkable and people friendly already. Right. So I like the vision and is, I like, is Barcelona, is Barcelona the one that had that grid system? Yeah, the super block. Where it's like they have the open courtyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the super block. Yeah, with the open grid. And then all of a sudden, and they're not so 
they're not much uh they don't have many courtyards left but then they're coming back a little bit yeah yeah so so yeah so yeah, yeah. um yeah it seems like an interesting mm-hmm. city very cool and obviously you know there's uh the barcelona uh football team as well as the very very good basketball team uh for those who actually pay attention to the euro league uh, i'm pretty sure mirotic actually plays there right now uh you don't really see that pretty o- that often. Uh, a guy who rejects NBA to play in Europe, um, but hey, oh, wow. <laughs> that, that is a bit of a tangent. But yeah, I think uh, there's a there's a good chance I would do that. So it's between those two options, right? Um, and uh, I would have to actually um, be much closer to the scenario for me to really think through those options because there's no reason yeah. for me to think through the two options that carefully without it being like realistic yeah, just yeah. Energy. Yeah, but no. uh, i do know yeah. that those two would be the options for me when we're talking about uh one million dollars extra that i could a canadian <laughs> that I could have right now yeah i see i see yeah, I think personally, I would, I mean, I suppose it depends when I get it. If I get it anytime soon, um, I'd still be, obviously, local. I'm still going to school, still doing SFU. Um, in the real estate market here, no shot, a million dollars is going to be anywhere where I want to be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, um, yeah, I'm, I might consider using that money to maybe rent somewhere a little bit closer to campus so I could just focus on studies more, maybe work less uh, with a little bit of that money. But otherwise, I think I'd still do something very similar to um, the 100K, to be honest. I'd invest most of it. I definitely would probably get a car at that point with that much money. Get like a nice Tesla again, just for the safety features. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't do crazy amounts of traveling. So mostly be in between cities. So charging it wouldn't really be a concern for me at all. Um, so yeah, but again, most of it would probably be investing. So I'd probably try to invest at least 800,000 and that's being pretty generous. I think, cause that leaves me 200,000. Let's say on the high end, the car cost me like a hundred thousand or something. If I get like a really high end Tesla, um, and then left with a hundred thousand to use that for rent for a while, then we lit yeah. straight up. And then with those eight hundred thousand in the bank, like you're practically set from that point, as long as you invest it smartly and you don't touch it for long enough. At, at least at our age, you know, like just with compounding interest, man, mm-hmm. goaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully markets don't stay red for years, but yeah. Well, what do you think about compounding losses? <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Uh, what do you think about you know buying like there there are apartments out there uh, in Vancouver and Burnaby and we're not that that are you know definitely. You know what? I've never really looked at apartments because I just you know what like I despise like I have nothing against my neighbors. My neighbors are great, mm-hmm. but I just don't like having to consider my neighbors. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to be an asshole and be inconsiderate of my neighbors and like, you know, um, minus the exception, like if I say like if I was renting somewhere, I would consider renting an apartment because to me, if I'm renting somewhere, then that's obviously just like a temporary thing for like maybe a year Mm -hmm. or two. But if I'm looking to buy something like an apartment, like, you know, you got a full, 
there's more rules you got to follow with the apartment. Um, you know, you got neighbors and shit. You know, you can't make too much noise. It's something you consider. And I can be civilized, you know. It's not like I'm incapable of living, living in an apartment if I didn't have to. I mean, I, I lived in an apartment from... Well, I remember in Colombia, we only lived in apartments, and that was fine, but I was a little kid back then. And then when we moved to Canada, we were also in an apartment building, and that was fine, but again, I was a little kid. But if I'm if I'm going to buy a place and I'm going to purchase it so I can live in it, then I'd much rather have, at the bare minimum, a townhouse, like a really nice townhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, a million dollars here, that's not going to get you a nice townhouse. In certain um, places. At least not. In certain areas. Yeah, I mean, even then it would still be on the high end, but that would be, like from what I've seen, that would be in the middle of almost, I don't know, I'd have to look at townhouses because usually I do actually look at more like, um, what are they called? Separated units? What's what's the term? Uh, Just single family homes. Single family homes? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, usually I look at that stuff Um, just because that to me is like, that's peak, you don't have neighbors, like right next to you like yeah you have neighbors but they're across the yard bro they're mm-hmm. across the yard so it's a completely different world you know if you want to stay up late playing music you know i how loud could you possibly want it to the point where it would bother your neighbors that just seems impossible to me no shot no it's right? definitely possible like uh- <laughs> well it's possible i i have never had the urge myself to ever play anything that loud where it'd be like bothering the neighbors mm-hmm. that much uh, but it is possible, I guess. So I don't know. Um, does anything that I would consider buying is, I think, beyond the one million dollar price range? At least, what 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 about for sense financially? Because I still wanna, mm-hmm. I still wanna have enough money to like yeah, invest. Yeah, no, but right? what what about buying it for investing? Because properties in in the long term, I don't think I do it now. And also rental in the long term, I think it would be right? fine. When you're when you're doing I mean, rental, it, you know. Especially if you purchase out outright, that is true. right? Like, like that's just passive that's income. And also, what time the property you buy, especially in this area, especially with a townhouse, or even apartment, mm-hmm. a nice area, right? Uh, it's uh, well, not in a nice area, being a convenient location that that's that a lot of people yeah. are kind of want even later on. Like that, that's still pretty smart financial, I would say. And uh, if you're worried about the stock market. <laughs> This almost seems safer. It seems a little, but I'm almost certain that real estate, not even just here Mm -hmm. in this area, but just real estate in general is massively, massively, not overvalued, but I think there's a bubble. I think it's, what do you mean by not overvalued? It's definitely very overvalued. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So I'm not going to invest right now. Like, I feel like that's something I'd be very confident and waiting. I'm like, I'm going to wait until shit corrects you know what i mean yeah and when when it corrects then that's when we dive in uh but like i I could not imagine like if i had mm-hmm. a million dollars and that's just a lump sum of cash i could not imagine spending the majority of that on real estate now especially like right now I like, like i like right yeah. now in like, here in greater vancouver area like like it, it's yeah. uh this is like it, there's no way it keeps going up um in the what well, in the next, I don't know, couple in, in years, the, like, even the short-ish yeah. term, yeah, All right. like there's just no shot, mm-hmm. right? Like, but but once so, again, I mean, if you're looking point. for long term, you know, 
That's true. You know? That's so, true. So it's like, well, what are we looking at here? Because uh, projection was. See, but, right. then when the, but, then I, but then invested in something else, let, let it grow a little bit. And then when it corrects, then you can either get the same place and still have way more money left over or get an even better place and still have even more money left. Well, not even more, but have, still have some money left over because you invested yeah, it before. You just have right? to look at the timing of these things. First. It's very difficult for all of those things to work it's out to and time. also be able to see it and, and make the right moves on, uh, on yeah. time. I'm just right? not, so yeah, they're talking about a I'm lot just, of stuff you know, going just, really, really well. It, I know, I know, but you know, just the good old principle, you know, well, I wouldn't sell it if I'm living in it, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like, um, buy low, sell high. Yeah. Same thing. Like I'm not going to buy when I know that it's high, like yeah. it's high right now. It's a hundred percent high, super, super high. high right now. <laughs> higher than Snoop Dogg, so, higher than Snoop Dogg. Um, so like, mm -hmm. I just, there's no shot. I'm not going to do that, but yeah. That's what I yeah, do. With a million, yeah, that it. seems uh, reasonable. And uh, before we end off and move on to the next amount, uh, just a little bit about, I guess, a uh, different type of housing. Like for me, I totally get what you're saying about uh, the apartment and townhouse and house, right? Uh, makes sense, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, like for me, I, I, I do like single family homes, but at the same time, it's very unlikely that I would be able to find nice single family homes in where I want to live, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, the whole reason you're able to yeah. build a neighborhood like that, that offers you all these things is because of uh, everything's so compact, uh, yeah. higher density and, and multi-use uh, buildings, mm -hmm. right? So uh, that is one thing. And the other thing is when you're actually living in a single family home, there's a lot of other stuff you just have to, you know, uh, take care of. And for me personally, it's not really worth it. Uh, and if you don't take care of it, it's like you got to pay money and hire someone else to take care of it because you can't just not take care mm -hmm. of it. Like it just has to be done either yourself or get someone else to do it. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that that's a bit of a problem. And also, um, if you're going to buy a single family house here, other thing you really have to think about is, uh, how much you get taxed <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, the government, facts. man, they're not, <laughs> they're not playing around with that. Uh, they, <laughs> they're like, Hey, <laughs> see, bro, that's right. That's why you got to ball out and save for like a plot of land. That's technically farmland, technically farmland. And then you're solid. And they're like cracking down stuff like that, and they trying to. I don't know. I I mean I mean I would imagine if I were them, I would be trying to yeah. do that. No, I swear I heard it like something. Um, but they they're definitely trying to just cover a lot of stuff. Uh, but you know, overall, it is trying to just get the housing prices a bit more under control. <laughs> and one of the reason why it's most likely gonna fall in in recent, what well, in the uh, coming in times. Yeah. yeah, it's very true. The speculator, the speculators are getting dicked, absolutely destroyed. Yeah, because like, because like, don't you get like taxed ridiculously if it's not like your f primary home or something like that, or, or especially if you're a foreign buyer? Like, there's a lot of Chinese investments there's here. A, yeah. that isn't like Vancouver is like a hot spot for Chinese money because yeah. it's just so hard to get money out of mm -hmm. China. 
that the real estate market here is one of the best ways to get it out of China. Well, if they could get it out of China. They just, yeah, 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 that's yeah. a big if. But if they can, then it's one of the better places to put oh, it Oh, definitely, man. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, also um, like if if you're not uh, if it's sitting there empty, you're getting texts a lot. Like uh, you either living it where you rent it out for most of the year, or else like it's uh, yeah. So yeah, they're doing doing a bunch of stuff is in terms of taxes and these different scenarios to try to control the price and try to uh, uh, for both mm-hmm. renters and buyers, uh, people just trying to uh, find a place to live in the city. Yeah, you know what? That that the renting thing is also pretty interesting. Have you heard of all the? I think BlackRock's big in it. You know BlackRock. Yeah. You heard about like all the uh, rental communities that they're building, like massive like community. Well, not massive, but big complexes of like townhouses and houses that are built specifically for rental. I did not. I, right I did not know about that. You did not no. know about this? It's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of an issue because a lot of these. Companies, I guess it's somehow more pl- profitable mm-hmm. to build the houses specifically for rental and then just rent it out yourself and mm-hmm. sell it outright to buyers. Yep. So a lot of new houses that are getting built, they're not getting put up on the markets and they're just getting um, put on the rental market instead. So it's, and that just makes it even harder to find a home to buy. And then, you know, it's just GG makes it harder to buy. A house. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like that's not as big of a problem because a lot of people are just going to rent anyways. Right. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the rental. Yeah, but then a lot of people do want to buy. That's like a big thing, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of people always dream about buying their own home and owning it. So then, it's just like up to so many houses, like, like hundreds of houses getting built just for rental. Like literally, almost entire towns just for rental. It's insane. I mean, more housing supply is, is always going to be better than not. I would rather have more that's of those true. than not to have those being built. Right, that's true. Uh, and that's true. for someone who's actually, we'll just build them and then sell them. Yeah, I mean, and what what you really <laughs> want is a lot more houses being built, and a lot of them just, most of them just have been sold, right? And if it is only gonna be rent mm-hmm. rented, you probably prefer that being like the government rather than uh, a private company like that, because uh, generally speaking, you're supposed to have more control over decisions like that made by the local government, right? And uh, and a lot of the different aspects mm-hmm. of what they're doing with it, how they're controlling it. Whereas you really don't have any say if it's like BlackRock. So I think That's there true. could be yeah. a place for uh, rental only spaces. But yeah, if it's on that scale, hence by a, com- by a company like that, it's definitely kind of a sketch. Yeah, I'll send you a video on it. It's pretty interesting. Stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that about them, but they they do a lot of <laughs> they do a lot of stuff. It's uh, yeah. yeah BlackRock, uh, do we do? It's like it's like one of those companies. It reminds me of you. What's that? What's that one company in Payday Two? Oh man, I forget. Like, I can't. I can't remember. The one with the mountain stuff, like the mountain facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget what it's called. It reminds me of that one. I, I think it's just because they have a similar name, but it's like that same sort yeah. of vibe. Like, just so much power, so much money, so much. Just, I don't know. It's everything. Yeah, murky waters. Speaking about money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, murky waters. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, murky waters. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, 
Speaking of which, what about uh, 10 million? Let's 10x it again. You want a 10x it? You're, you're, you're going to skip five? We, we could do five. Yeah, I'll skip five. We could do five quickly. Could do five. I feel like... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we could do five. Okay. Sure. Let's do five. Uh, you want to start this time? Sure, I'll start this time. Yeah, with five million. I think... Uh, I think... It, Five million, I would definitely consider buying, even potentially now. It's the home. Mm-hmm. Um, get that out of the way, and then if I am to buy a house, then I would definitely save up enough to be able to pay taxes on it for many, many years at least, and then and then some, just in case something changes with that. Um, and then I'd probably honestly, well, obviously the car purchase would still happen, but at that point we're talking five million. The car purchase would probably be just a drop in the bucket at most. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after the house, I'd probably just save. And then, like again, if I'm buying a house around here, then you know, about maybe even you know potentially as much as half of that money is going to be just you know going into the house. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really lost because houses are generally an appreciating asset. Even despite the correction, you know, if I'm buying it to live in, then, then it would be long-term. So I really wouldn't care at that point if I have that much extra money too saved up. Um, so yeah, about half of that, I'd probably check into a house. And then like, that's the other thing too. I feel like right now at this point in life, mm-hmm. the more money you give me, at least in my head, I'd like to imagine that oh actually I don't know there's kind of two ways either I'll end up saving a higher percentage of it because it's like I don't you know after five million dollars or whatever Mm -hmm. there's no other like big purchase thing I'm not gonna go buy a yacht you know Mm -hmm. right now at this point right unless unless we're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars and I'm just set for life forever I mean I still wouldn't there's no appeal for me so yeah no yeah no (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not really particularly into yachts to begin with, but they're they're pretty cool, man. That Lamborghini yacht, sheesh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Or, uh, oh, man, this is one solar-powered yacht. Looks pretty dope. But, yeah, it's like, it's kind of two ways I think it'll go. I I guess I'll kind of lay out my plan for not just $5 million, but I guess even more money. Because to me, $5 million, $10 million, $15, $20, 30000000 it's like... The outcome would be similar. The mm-hmm. differences would be, I guess, the percentages of how much I save and how much I spend and how much I allocate to just like regular spending or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I just don't know whether or not as I get more money, I would save more percentage wise or if I would end up maybe p- tossing more of that into the, okay, maybe I'll get a better house or something, bigger house. Yeah, I do want a big house. I'm not gonna lie. If I ever have the option to get like a really big house, I'm balling out 100%. But not if it's gonna financially cripple me, right? Mm-hmm. So then, with more and more money, that becomes more feasible. Um, and then I'd always maybe start allocating more and more to just like you know, just pocket change, just that I could just use whenever I. It's like, oh, new console came out. Yeah, spend it. And I have like three million that I have saved up just for spending on whatever I want or something mm-hmm. like that. And then as the money increases, the savings would always increase 
just at a slower and slower rate as we add more and more money, you know, to an extent, I think at a certain point, it's like, I don't need any more spending money. I don't need a bigger house than whatever it is that I'm going to purchase. Mm-hmm. So then it would just go into savings. So I think like that's a pretty general plan. So it'd just be like bigger house, still saving more, I guess, saving more, but less percentage wise. If that makes sense. Yeah. And just allocating some more to pocket change. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, the first five million, I'd probably invest at least, like, 90% of that. Unless I'm buying the house, then that's probably going to take off, like, at least 30, 40% of that. So then, after that, not considering the house purchase, even though the house would get more and more expensive, as we add more and more money, the savings would either... Again, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if I'd save more or less. I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to say. Probably leaning towards saving more because, like, what what else do I need other than the house? But yeah. Okay. So, but really, like, it, after $5 million, $10 million, the only difference is, like, okay, well, I'll just upgrade the house, mm-hmm. get some more pocket change. So, yeah, that, 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 I don't know. Again, similar to what we were talking about earlier, I haven't thought it through that much. Um, so, yeah, because, again, who's going to win the lottery, right? <laughs> so it's not – haven't put too much thought into it, but that's what I'd imagine I'd do. Okay. What about yourself? Uh, I mean, um, yeah, five million or five million plus, I guess, uh, like you're saying, would be would would be essentially the same at that point. Uh, and for me, I would spend two million on getting the golden visa and buying a property, buying a house in in the place I actually want to live. So, uh, you know, like like I said, two million dollar Canadian raise so to buy. A property that qualifies me for the golden visa in Portugal is 500k euros, which is almost 700k Canadian. Um, there's also mm-hmm. going to be other fees and some taxes. So it's going to, you know, be higher than that, right? And then to buy other property, since I had to have the money, I would buy something like uh, even a bit more expensive. And uh, with the cost of that, so together, I think maybe two million to do that. Then I would say mm-hmm. save. I would put aside a million dollars, so that's three million dollars gone, uh, or three million dollar allocated. And then I would also, uh, you know, I would I would try to buy, I would try to buy a, you know a uh, a cute uh, apartment in Paris. I, w- I would love to Ooh. be able to uh, spend about a you month know. in Paris every year in April or May, but. Uh, oh yeah you know speaking of which my sister is currently in paris uh, right now very nice yeah very very nice yes sir uh but yeah yeah you know i don't know what it is what the policies are for foreign owners uh in paris um we'll have to look that up but if I do have the money and it is, you know, possible and not too much of a hassle, I would definitely just get an apartment, uh, you know, just uh, rent it out rest of the year and then just do like short term rentals. Man. And then for like about a month, uh, I would go there. That's uh, what I would do. 
Uh, and you know, honestly, even if I'm working remotely yeah. uh, at some point, you know, if I could get to a, to a point where I could work remotely, I'm gonna try to spend about a month in about around April and May in Paris. I, w- I would love to do that, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then, and then, um, you know, even apartment in Paris, Canadian dollars everything considered i should still have like a million canadian dollars less maybe 500k around that range that's left over uh Mm -hmm. and that's with five million right so if we're talking about like you're talking about more than that it's even more money left over and once again that part of it will just kind of go in the bank and just be saved and the other will just be invested Uh, but two of the properties i bought are mostly investment properties anyways uh so mm. uh and honestly even just s- spending 500k you know to get a golden visa it's it's not bad uh like even if you yeah, didn't get anything like you're talking about you know a very nice visa with a lot of benefits that allows you to get citizenship in like five years as well as EU citizenship uh, that to me you know for a price of 500 That's the big. fact that you actually own the property you know it's just more like an extra uh, and now back in the day when you're able to buy it where you actually want to live along the coast and, and the bigger cities oh, you know that man. that was a that was just incredible uh, but with the policy change it's, it's a little bit different it made it make sense I can see why they made the policy yeah. change like they just want to develop yeah. the other parts of the country, right? They want the money flowing into those places. And, and, and yeah, because I mean, I don't see how anybody would have gone with anything else other than like, how do you compete? If you have that much money lying around where you can consider buying a property for 500k euros, mm-hmm. why would you go anywhere else other than exactly the, you know, like for what's it called again? Oh well, like the, the silver, the silver coast, coast like but also the Algarve, right? I, I know you. You yeah, really like that. Yeah, Algarve. the Algarve. That's yeah. where I was. Yeah, dude. That oh man. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah that's bananas. Hundred fifty kilometers is just straight. Oh man, it looks so lit. Hundred fifty kilometers is just straight littiness. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but other thing I might do with some of the leftover money is to just get a other passport. Uh, I think you spend mm-hmm. like maybe. Uh, what, 150, 200k uh, American, uh, depending on which country you go with. There's some Caribbean uh, passports that you could buy via the investment in the country. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, I would love to have as many passports as I can, personally speaking. Uh, <laughs> not, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> any any particular reason why it's nice <laughs> it's 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 very nice to have options you know uh to just be able to get away like and the... use a different uh identity uh you know to to just have that as a backup just always know the option like that's just a very nice feeling to have it just feel very safe and comfortable uh you know. well one of the reasons i uh yeah. want want to have uh you know even if I don't live there, I still want I mean, a European uh, citizenship. I still want a Portuguese citizenship. Like even if I don't live there long term, like I just would love to have have the option, the freedom that it provides you. Yeah, 
I mean, if we're thinking along those lines, would you ever consider getting... Like... I feel like since you already do you have a you have a Canadian passport mm-hmm. I'm assuming right yeah it's the only yeah. one I have once you get that yeah once you get that um c- if you end up getting an EU passport then that has you pretty much covered right yep except for yes. like Russia and China yeah that's true yeah with with uh with some of the Caribbean passports you have uh. 30-day visa-free access to those places, which is oh, wow. are some of the only Pretty places good. that uh, that's going to offer you that. That seems, that seems so strange. Now, I would n- never want to so go to China, but, you know, Russia, on the other hand, hey, uh, you know, I could see myself visiting Russia. Really? Yeah, I yeah. can see it. Yeah. Once Putin's gone, bro. God, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. It's about uh, the same, man. At one point, at one point. I was like, yo, where would I want to live in Europe? And I mean, other than Portugal, man, I think Odessa was definitely up mm. there. But GG, rip. Tragic. Yeah. Uh, very sad, very sad. And like related to that is, um, you know, for me, I would say I have like probably two dream cars. One of them is much more affordable than the other. And uh, that one would be the Lada Neva, which is a originally a Soviet car. Um, <laughs> you got, it's just it's just amazing, I, man. It's a very reliable. Picture. Hold on, what's it called? It's a Lada Neva. How do you spell this? Lada L A D A Neva N I V A. But yeah, um, there are also some Japanese cars that are very similar to that. So, you know, in the future, if I were to think about getting a car just for fun, I might look into some of those. But they're like smaller, really reliable uh, and very kind of unique SUVs um, and very mm. simple. Right. Uh, a lot I of see. a lot of the characteristics I'm really That's into. Very practical, yeah. pragmatic design. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, it would be cool to uh, to buy one straight from uh, Russia if I if. if <laughs> Uh, maybe even get one of the ones that <laughs> that was made during the Soviet times. That would be that would be even cooler. Uh, and oh, you know man, those I things mean, are reliable. Yeah, the safety was the safety. The, the reliable, but what about the safety, man? Did that airbags? The thing is, where I would be driving, it would be safe. The biggest problem with safety is the way roads are designed, and and yeah, really? exactly. That's uh, one of the books that I, I'm reading. Um, confessions of a recovering engineer it goes into all the problems mm. with uh with well overall just design of roads and and the whole philosophy and values behind it in north america um well don't we have some of the lowest like deaths per capita when it comes to cars even here right i Is don't know i have no idea about stats about that Line. I need to pull it up because that's going to bother me because I was looking at the stats mm-hmm. the other day and I think what was the worst country I forget I, oh man but it was it was insane it was like 10x the uh, the number one spot which is like holy it was like something like 43 out of every 100,000 people died due to car accidents which just seems like a yeah. ridiculous number to me that's fucked but, but the whole idea is just a lot of the design is trying to 
you know, they try to make things safer, which just promotes more dangerous behavior. And uh, it makes the pedestrian, you know, casualty and injury chances much higher. So uh, the likelihood <laughs> of... Uh, oh, oh, wait, you're talking about the, the roads? Yeah. I thought you were talking about, your, about the car. I'm like, why would they design a car specifically? No, no, no. It's, it's, the, way, it's, it's the way these, uh, these roads are designed. Um, but yeah, it's like um, if you're going to design a wide road, very straight, and you want, you're going to put a, a speed limit of 30 kilometers on it, it's not going to work, right? Like, uh, mm -hmm. that's not what people are going to drive. Like, some people, when they see it, say, okay, and they'll try to do that, right? But that's not the natural feel of the road. People aren't just going to automatically do that. And you're not going to have mm -hmm. the sign there all the time anyways. A lot of people either are going to miss it or they're turning onto it before they see the sign or whatever other reason. And uh, like I said, even if they do see it, if it's open like that, people, a lot of yeah, people are just going to speed. Whereas, you know, when you look at smart of, design yeah. in places like Netherlands, where they have a lot of trees on the sides, when they have a lot of speed bumps mm -hmm. or they have roads narrowing down with a lot of tighter turns, stuff that historically speaking in North America, according to the standard, those would be unsafe uh, design. But the whole idea is that it makes the driver pay more attention. It gets the car to actually drive at the speed that, you know, you want the car to drive, which is what people try to do with the speed limit, even though that's really not an effective way of mm -hmm. doing it. And, um, yeah, just, just a lot yeah. of problems that, that, that cause a lot of uh, that's actually, accidents. That's a really good approach. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, I guess, Marcus Aurelius, because you'd always be talking about, like, oh, like, you can't let this get to you, man. Like, think about the carpenter, man. The carpenter knows, man. When he does carpentry, there's always going to be sawdust every time. Always going to be sawdust. So it's kind of nice, because that makes so much sense, because like, even if you put the speed limit there, just putting the sign there, there's always going to be people at speed. Mm -hmm. So it's, so it's going to be finding more effective strategies to reduce the speeding. Yep. As opposed to just setting up a certain safe mm -hmm. speed limit, and yeah. that's for people who so like purposely break the rules, right? Like you're for people who actually follow <laughs> the rules, but just because they missed it, where where you know they just happen to not see it because of where they turned onto the road, or whatever <laughs> reason, right? Like they're naturally going to go at a much higher speed because of the way the road is designed. Whereas when you're designing the the other way, with much more intent on how a, a driver would naturally drive in that in those conditions uh you don't even need speed just, signs like people would just naturally drive just have that. constant zigzags just all the roads zigzags. yeah i don't know about that boom i i i think Perfect if you solution. want someone to drive very slow the entire time yes do that i just don't know when you would want something like that <laughs> just decrease the frequency of the uh zigzags yeah so every road is zigzag, but just some zigzags are more dense than others. Boom, big brain. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, at some point, when if you make driving too difficult like that, it is going to cause accidents again because some people are just not very good drivers, you know. 
But if they're not moving fast enough because of the zigzags, then they won't get us hurt. Yeah, but you're literally Big making brain. them drive so <laughs> slow that it doesn't make sense for it to exist. <laughs> like you're talking about something that's very rare. Like there, there might be some very well, rare everybody situations. Everybody already has a car. Everyone already has a car, so we just made all the roads zigzag. And what are, are people just not going to use their cars anymore? Of course they're going to drive their cars. Actually, I, I would disagree. Uh-huh. If there are other ways of getting around and driving is that much of a pain, I think a lot of people would stop. One of the things that they did in Norway uh, in their plan to reduce car usage as much uh, as possible in, in their capital city is just eliminating... Uh, a lot of the parking, right? Uh, if there's no place to park the cars, mm. people aren't gonna drive. <laughs> it's it's that <laughs> yeah, easy, to do it. you know. Uh, <laughs> so so there are solutions uh, like that as well. That's but but there are a lot of different ways to approach it. Uh, but you are definitely seeing, even in North America, a lot more transit-oriented and a lot more bike uh, infrastructure, a lot more walkable places trying to be uh, planned, and also a lot. The greater focus on green spaces because most of the people who try to do this is acting out of the envir- environmentalist uh, you know kind of mm-hmm. school of thought even though there are so many other problems with car centric urban planning and also uh, so many benefits of designing in a different way uh, a lot of it to do with you know uh, local wealth you know when places are designed the way they are now a lot of business struggle because People are going to go there on purpose where they're not going to go there at all because where they're situated is in a place people drive mm-hmm. through. It's not a destination. Whereas mm. when a place designed for people to actually be in, it is a destination and it is where business get done. It is where people hang out. It is where people spend money and in terms of business economy, that's much better. And obviously, in terms of public health, in terms of obesity rates, uh, in terms of uh, safety, obviously, less cars going to be safer, right? You know, a lot of the accidents that happen, like I said, it's because of the way roads are designed. But at the same time, it's also just because you have uh, these massive yeah. machines that, that, that are dangerous yeah. for both drivers, bikers, and pedestrians. Uh, so especially man like every now and then you'll see like video of like a car driving and then just suddenly boom a whole tire just falls off like, yeah. bro. and Holy. also some of the new cars like even the actually especially a lot of the electric vehicles you look at how heavy they are and how fast they could get <laughs> like, like the acceleration time like it's that heavy oh, like crazy. if anything just go wrong like it's very easy to get into some pretty uh bad accidents so much inertia yeah like i get like it's uh, scary stuff so you know that yeah like as a little (laughs) kid when i didn't really understand i I didn't really get that concept of like how much weight is moving how Mm -hmm. fast you know because you you just get so used to it as a little kid you're in the car the whole time you're like oh that's a semi-truck that's so cute yeah and then and then you know you're an adult and you're like yo Anything that was fucking wrong with that semi truck yeah. right now, and I'm just dead. I'm just instantly like pancaked, like spread over the floor, like strawberry mm-hmm. jam, all over the pavement. Yeah. On God, and also you know it helps a lot with uh, kids actually being to go out and play, right, and uh, be able to mm-hmm. do their own things. Yeah, like, it's one thing I've noticed at work actually. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, 
especially maybe it's just because I grew up in Colombia, and I feel like in Colombia the drivers just. I mean, the traffic in Colombia was just nothing compared to like what it is here. Like the traffic here is just it's so mild in Colombia. At least what I remember from when I remember as a kid, those traffic jams were horrendous. Mm-hmm. As a kid, they seem like the China level traffic jams that you see on the yeah. news every now and then, where it's like yo massive traffic jam for like thirty miles or something crazy like that. Um, I'm sure it wasn't actually that bad, but I hated it as a kid. So, but I was always very cautious around cars mm-hmm. as a kid, I think, for that reason, because everything's so chaotic from what I remember it. But man, like, I'll be dismissing some kids from uh, after I finish coaching them, and I'll take them outside, and I'll have them wait by the door. And man, it's scary, man. Some kids, man, they see their parents, and they'll yeah. pull immediately. Like, and I'm like, yo, hold up. If, I, if they're within arm's reach, I'll mm-hmm. lunge, I'll grab them. But like, otherwise, it's like, I'll, I'll be yelling at them very sternly. But yeah, scary stuff. Uh, you know, so some of the reasons I, I want to, you know, live in a place that's actually, you know, not designed for cars is because you don't have to worry about these things, right? You don't have to constantly, you know, <laughs> exactly. have to think about these things. Uh, it's much more comfortable in, in those type of spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is... Yeah, it's kind of nice to let your guard yeah, down. Uh, not have to worry about like, it nearly as often. You know, cars are noisy. Like, like that's that's also kind of annoying. Like, uh, just yeah. I like your cars though. <laughs> Hopefully, when they become more mainstream, it won't be nearly as bad. We'll be talking to our children, be like, "Yo, <laughs> man, cars used to be so noisy back when we were back when we were kids or whatever." That's wild. Imagine in like fifty years, motherfuckers ain't gonna know what combustion engine cars sound like, bro. At least they're not going to know it nearly yeah. as well as we Hopefully do. they're still able to, you know, get, you know, have those. Because a lot of those cars are really cool. Uh, it'll be, it'll, it'll oh, kind yeah. of suck, you know. I'm sure they'll still be around. I just don't, well, I don't know how many will be manufactured. And I'm sure there's going to be certain applications where it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but if they can't get fuel, then, then it's going to be very difficult for them to exist. Oh, right? And if everyone's that using electric true. vehicles, there's a good chance that like, you just have a very difficult time finding fuel for those things. Yeah. yeah but it's, a, it's an important part of history. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that'll happen that, for a while, yeah. actually. I think 50 years might be kind of... Isn't Canada going to ban the sale of like non-electric cars by like 2035 or something like that? I think so. Like, that's what they're planning. I, I don't know. That's I kind think, of optimistic. I think other I places know. are trying to do it by, like, 2025, 2026. Uh, like, 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 places are crazy about this, man. So, Canada, Canada's goal fun. isn't even that wild. <laughs> yeah. To me, that seems crazy. It seems wild. That seems crazy. And not, not that I don't think that the infrastructure isn't mm-hmm. there. That just... It just seems, I don't know, it seems too fast. Yeah. Uh, you know? Well, not too fast. It's, but it's, hard, it's hard to say how, how it'll change. Yeah. Uh, I personally hope places follow more like, you know, Oslo or Paris or Barcelona, places that are trying to go more uh, green urban spaces with, with more walkable places and those type of design as opposed to focusing on cars. Like, yeah, I prefer, you know, EV over now. But at the same time, overall, the other things are not addressed. So those approaches are still going to be my preference and still going to be the situation I'm going to try get to get myself into. Um, but yeah, I feel like, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a huge part of 
you know, what I what I'm spending my money on, right? Uh, but that I think covers five million to what? What would you say? What would you say the next number will have to be for it to be really different? Because it's not gonna be ten, right? It's it's it has to be quite a no, lot more for our plans in terms of what we do with the money to really change after five million. I think like. 50, 70 million will have to be the next, be like the next one. Up. Yeah. Um, I mean, not to say that the other denominations in between wouldn't also look quite different. It's just, that's when I feel like every, it's so different that it's kind of like a new, new level. Everything before mm-hmm. that, like I kind of mentioned before, is just sort of like bigger house and slightly different ratios of how I save, spend, and in, invest mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but when it gets to like 70 mil, that's like, it gets pretty nebulous at these ranges. Cause it's like, like I mentioned earlier, I can't imagine like for me, the, the, the like the biggest thing to me is just getting a house. Like just like, as the money increases, we get closer and closer to the dream house, which is like custom built mansion, <laughs> you know, busts of Lorenzo all over the house, you know, big, uh, larger than life portraits, 25 foot tall portraits of Lorenzo in the living room. You know what I mean? Um, all that jazz. Um, so, I mean, as the price goes up, it gets closer and closer to that, like ideal, ideal house, I guess. Um, but I mean, I could just keep rolling with it, man, until I have like a Putin level, Putin level mansion. You seen uh, Putin's yeah. mansion? I gotta say, terrible war com- criminal, but he's got some good taste in mansions. I gotta say, <laughs> actually, no, 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 I take that back. He has an interesting taste. It, it looks particularly outdated for a lot of the rooms. I could not. There's just no way, bro. I like the size of it, and I like a lot of the rooms that he has. He's got a dope hockey rink, even though I don't like hockey. I do something else. I just make it like an indoor gym, but he's got a dope. Have you seen this hockey rink? I've never seen that part. Yo, insane. Navalny did a big expose. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I mostly saw the outside and some of the inside, but not not that part. Oh, man. The hockey rink looks insane. It's like it's underground, Um, which I, I mean, I say it's underground. I'm pretty sure it's mostly above ground, but they just make it look like it's a massive mound, basically. Okay. So it looks like it's underground. I think it's partially underground. Half of it's technically above ground. It's just like a superficial structure covered with grass, but it looks dope. It looks super dope. Um, but again, I to get, I mean, that mansion costs like a billion dollars, literally. Yeah. Or time um, of 50 million plus. Yeah, fifty million plus. I I really wonder how much the actual mansion cost. Not the whole estate, because the whole estate's crazy. He's got his own amphitheater, mm-hmm. it's wild. Absolutely bananas. He's got his own church. He's got his own town basically just for the staffers. It's pretty much an autonomous state, almost. Just about. That might be a little generous. Don't think it's quite there, but yeah. Um, it's a bigger house. That's the biggest thing for me, honestly. Other than that, I just invest it. 
um, maybe end up having multiple cars, so I might end up actually buying, like, in addition to whatever the safest Tesla is, I might buy something like a Urus or something, just kind of for fun. Um, I don't ever see myself driving small cars, because that's just... I want big cars, man. If I crash into a little car, I want to be the one coming out on top. You know what I mean? Um, the one thing that does bother me, though, is like... The thing is, like, little car on little car isn't as bad as big car on big car. But little car on big car, horrible. You don't want to be little car and big car. You want to be big car and little car. Um, no, you want to be big car in big car versus little car. But you don't want to be... See, because it's like little car and little car, you hit each other, ah, uh, shit, both cars totaled, but both drivers oftentimes quite okay. Little car versus big car, you know, little guy, done, out of here, you're dead, see ya, good funeral. But big car's chilling, you might total it, but you're chilling. You know, just, uh... But then if you have a big car and a big car, then it's like, then it's like, GG, you crash into another big car, you're both yeah, dead. Yeah, those are really scary for sure. Uh, and that and that's why so we'll that's, that's why we're just uh, getting getting to a situation where we don't have to deal with that at all. <laughs> don't have exactly. to uh, interact with cars like that. Facts, facts, facts. Um, Any other major purchases you you would do? Major, I mean, to me, this is like the house is just like that's the pinnacle. Mm -hmm. I could just keep going with it. I could just keep adding to it. You know. Instead of having a home gym, have a separate home just for the gym. You know what I mean? Like a massive just gym facility, like a rec facility just to yourself. That would be crazy, bro. That would be wild. Um, just fancier stuff. Like, like man, there's some, there's some fancy amenities out there, man. Let me tell you. Like, what was this one amenity I saw? It's like a... I forget, but like some crazy, like, weird shit. Like, you got built-in toasters into, like, the islands in your kitchen or something like that. Nah. Or it's, like, inside the kitchen. Something like that. Or, like, the the mirrors or whatever with, like, the with the screens <laughs> on them. That'd be crazy. You know, catch up on use while you're shaving. Crazy stuff like that, um, you know. Home theater. You just keep adding to it. You know, you just. I keep mean, going. a lot of the stuff you said, you, you could do with much less money. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, much less. Like I said, just. But uh, I mean, also like bigger size. You know, why have one kitchen? We you don't even to? cook. You don't you even know? need. <laughs> I would if I had a good, if I had a big kitchen. Not that I can't cook in this kitchen. This kitchen we have at my house is perfectly serviceable, but. But that's the other thing too, like, like with that much money, if I get a big mansion, like, yo, I'm retiring. Oh God, I'm retiring mm -hmm. right there on the spot. And then what else am I going to do other than cook? You know, it's like with that much spare time, well, fuck it. I'll go learn how to cook. Why not? I have no excuse. You not don't to work cook. that many hours. You're, you're essentially kind of retired. I <laughs> like lifestyle wise, you know, <laughs> it's... It, if you wanted to, you could try to simulate what you would be like without much of a trip. <laughs> ah, so, ah, it's too, it's too ah, I can't, man. I'm working. I'm working next Thursday. I don't have time, bro. <laughs> Today is Sunday, by the way. 
I can't cook. I can't cook a single meal between now and then. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, dude, I mean, at that point, screw it. Olympic size swimming pool. I've always wanted. Because in, um, in gymnastics, right, you have foam mm-hmm. pits, right? Foam pits are great. Thing is, you can't go head first into the foam pit. You can still break your neck if you do that. Now, what if you set up a bar, like some crazy setup, where you set up a gymnastics-style bar over an Olympic-sized swimming pool? First of all, not sure how you would get to the bar. That might be a little difficult. Maybe it's a really long bar, but then that kind of messes with how it works. But I'm not a competitive gymnast, so I wouldn't care as long as it's at the bar. Then we look. By setting up a nice bar over like a large pool of water where I don't have to worry too much about how I land. You know, it might be painful if I land whack in like a whack way, but I just, that's one thing that I'd really like to do. Just set up a swimming pool so I could just throw some crazy skills and the only thing I'd have to worry about is hitting the bar on my way down. Because then there's, then, I mean, even just, even hitting, like, I'm not going to, as long as I don't knock myself out cold on my way down, it's pretty safe. Um, I mean, you could also just hire a uh, lifeguard. <laughs> this is also true. Also very true. Could hire a lifeguard. Um, You know, weightlifting equipment, parkour equipment, if I can afford, like, you know, if we're getting into like hundreds of millions, what? then I could afford like a sister facility to the house where I could put all this stuff. I don't stuff, think you know I mean? it takes that much money to get those things, dude. But then, but then have the house right there, and then have like the separate massive facility, like a rec-sized like facility. But instead of a basketball court, you would have like a parkour setup. Yeah, I, 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 at least in Vancouver, it would be pretty expensive. If, are you building like a warehouse type thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think. I think if you have fifty million, you could get yourself that. Probably like could. you could get yourself but, a house and that. I don't, I don't know how much you think these things costs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking. Well, like at that point, I'd be spending. I don't know how I would manage it, but I would try to get the mansion up to twenty mil. Okay. You know, just to see, just deck it out, you know, just be, we get to go, get the Wi-Fi boosters and every okay, single Okay, so room. even if you spend 20, mil- 20 million Canadian room. on the house, right? Like, if you're getting yeah. a warehouse size thing and just getting those equipments, I mean, unless you get a pool, okay? If you get a pool, then okay. Okay, the pool is going to cost a lot of money. But but, yeah, but yeah. The, the if, pool, you, if you're not pools, looking the at the pool, you're wild. talking about weightlifting equipments and parkour equipments inside a warehouse. Oh, but no. Like, that's not okay, going to cost okay, you, okay, like, they, 20 okay. million. <laughs> yeah, hold on. And even Dude, then, no, you no, still no, have 10 trust, million trust. left. I have this planned out. <laughs> think about it, think about it. We get... You know, every all the machines you would have at a record just to have them mm-hmm. available okay you know free weights goaded but the machines are some nice things you can do on machines you can't really do with free weights um those crazy treadmills you know those crazy treadmills where it's like yeah. curved for like crazy sprinting you know all of those things are like in, thousands of dollars you are talking <laughs> vo2 max machine. i have no idea how much that would cost vo2 max no machine idea. 
Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's this one other. There's this one other machine that's pretty cool, where it's like. Um, it's similar in concept to, you know, those home gyms that they, they're kind of advertising nowadays where you attach yeah. it to your wall and it's like some mm-hmm. cable systems. It's like that, but on steroids, it's like a massive okay. machine. And I mean, obviously it's like, it's huge. So you can put way more weight on it than on the wall stuff, the, the wall mounted stuff. And it, it kind of like, it controls obviously the movement of it. It's pretty much the exact same concept, except it's just on steroids and it shows you like your force production as you do the exercise or whatever that one i think that was like 50k or something mm. like that uh pretty nifty though. i'd definitely cop that 100 percent, 100 percent. what other equipment you gotta get the turf in there yeah okay we don't need to get into every single equipment you will buy <laughs> we don't need to get into that i'm trying to get it up to 20 i'm trying to spend the 30 mil bro <laughs> yeah. Minus a good ten million, I'd say, bro. Bro, I still have another twenty million to spend. Nah, man, I think we get the idea. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, uh, honestly for me, it, it would not be uh, much different than what I said for the five to up to fifty. Five because yeah, um, you know, I just want to get myself living there in that in that type of uh, situation. Uh, that's the biggest thing for mm-hmm. me. And then, like I said, it would be very nice to have a place in Paris. Uh, but, you know, if, if I had, even if I had five million, I could I go, I could rent, I think, you know, for like a month every year. Like, that's not that big of a deal. I don't need to buy a place. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know, if I do have the money, it's almost kind of like, could. why not just buy an apartment there? Uh, but I, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, that reminds me. Did I send you that one mansion? Like, yeah, well, we talked whatever. about this multiple Remember times. That one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir, man, that one looks bananas, man. But it's scary when they don't even give you the I think that's the biggest appeal about yeah. that is where it is located. Like, there's, there's no oh, way yeah. you could have something like I mean, that that's located that in a city too. like that. I, I you can't even build something like yeah. that nowadays because all the all the space are taking up and I don't even know if it'll be allowed mm-hmm. for you to buy something tear down build something like that in the middle of a city so so that's what really makes that that location special <laughs> to me uh, <laughs> but it's yeah fast, that's yeah. a pretty pretty cool place for sure still though it's not coastal so not for me <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, ah, it's, it's, it's gotta be coastal it's, it's gotta be right there gotta be close yeah. though i was about to mention that earlier i couldn't imagine living anywhere where it's like landlocked i say that even though i lived in medellin for i don't know how long like seven no just seven years actually no nine years mm-hmm. nine years yeah no what you came here in seven seven years seven years yeah 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 i came here seven i came here seven yeah i i was last there when mm. i was nine yeah yeah uh so Sometimes. the biggest difference would be you know i would uh retire i would i would not i would stop working but at the same time i'll still be doing a, a lot of these things a lot of these things might generate yeah, creative uh, hours, some yeah. money anyways especially if i spend a lot of time yeah. doing them over time i get you know much better at them so 
how retired will I even be? <laughs> uh, so you know, it, it, <laughs> I mean, you got to keep yourself busy. Yeah, you know? that's not a problem for me. Like, it's like there's never enough time for. Uh, not at all. So I would say that, yeah, that with a, outlets, yeah. uh, the extra money, because I will obviously, obviously save a bunch of money so I could retire, you know, invest them uh, in various ways, especially ways mm-hmm. I could generate uh, passive income. So I have spending money on a monthly basis without me specifically taking money out of the bank for, for something like that. Um, so mm-hmm. what I might do, depending on where I am and what, what is there, I I'll probably build stuff in, in the community and probably uh, try to start these things. Ooh. You know, if there's uh, if there isn't like a nice, uh, you know, some of these places where where build the green space yourself. I mean, yeah, yeah so the green space is one of the things I could totally do uh, if if it isn't there. But also something like if especially for these places where basketball isn't as big if there aren't any nice uh, gyms and whatnot <laughs> if there aren't any nice courts i could build you know outdoor courts indoor courts i could do something like that uh just uh just uh put it into the neighborhood and make it nicer yeah i would say uh mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind spending some money doing something like that but really once i'm in uh once I'm in where I want to live, there really isn't much more that I, I care to spend money on. No. I just remembered Japanese toilets that I put that on the list. Once again, that doesn't take much to, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could literally know, just but- you can literally up. save up uh, money just a little bit every month, and by the end of the year, you could buy yourself that. Like now, <laughs> just put a yeah, little bit of money aside yeah, every true. every time you get paid, and then just. Do I don't it. want it that bad. I don't want it that bad. This is like if I have money to burn. I don't want to see what it's about. I don't want to see that. It really needs to be fifty plus million for you to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna justify spending that much money on a toilet than yes. Uh, not not 100k. That's a not, lot of money on a million, toilet. Not five million. If I have 50 million nope. plus Canadian dollars, I'll buy a Japanese toilet. There's a lot of money for a toilet, bro. Some of those uh, are crazy fancy. I mean, it is fair, but you know, for for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, think about how many and times then, you use know. it, though. I try to finish. It might be worth it. I try to finesse this. That's true, actually. Another thing, medical equipment. I finesse as much medical equipment as I can. In particular, <laughs> like, like, or the, like, just testing instruments. You know, measuring instruments just to see what's good. You know. I see. Just got like top of the line blood pressure analyzers or whatever. I don't know. Screw it. If I get get my own MRI. <laughs> Go to school for like I don't know how long to learn how to how to, how to use it and interpret the results. Yeah, go to school for like ten years. I don't think it takes ten years to do that, but yo, <laughs> I think there's like a two year program. Dude, MRI, dude, MRIs are two year program. To operate, I'm See, pretty then, sure BCIT God, has, a, has like a two year program for operating MRIs or something like that. But but the operation, the operation of the MRI. Uh, that that's separate reading from the interpreting the results. Uh, yeah, it's from the reading. It, well, yeah, you, you literally yeah. need to go into. You need to redo your undergrad 
and get into medical school, go through medical school, well, specialize in. Actually, I, well, I don't. I, I forget what it's called. Is it radiology? I think it might be radiology. But it there's a specific thing where all you do is just read these things and interpret. Like that. That that is That's a true. literal yeah. profession. <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing there's a, there's a technique. I forget what it stands for, but there's a DTI technique or whatever. It, it helps you visualize the connections mm-hmm. in the brain. But it's. I think it's using an MRI machine. It's just a very okay. specific kind. Yeah, that that's like to me. That's like if you could get that done for your own brain. That's just like the holy grail. You can see where the connections go, and so it's like wow. Like bro, that's just that's wild. You know. Yeah, that's just so for powerful. me, I try to avoid all of those things as much as possible. <laughs> I do not want to know. I, yeah, I, do yeah, not, I do not. I do not want to know. That. I uh, absolutely despise hospital environment. No matter going there as a uh, really, yeah, that's the biggest reason. I I, I never wanted to go into med school because uh, I I just don't want to be in that environment. No matter what role I take on, like I just don't want to be there. Awful vibes, man. Awful mm. vibes. No, I I know I get that awful vibes, but the information. Is yeah, the information is the other thing. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Uh, as a patient, I don't wanna go there yeah. and check. It's like let me just live my life without thinking about these things. You know. I, I'd want to know. I'd want to know. <laughs> I mean, you honestly, know? what would I even yeah. change if I did know? Like, it's it's. I I live quite healthy, anyways. Well, I mean, how are you going to know that if you don't know it, you know? No, but I'm just saying, like, even if something's terribly wrong, it's like, what would I possibly change? Like, Oh, like, yeah, no. I mean, oh, the other thing, that's one thing that always scares me, man, too. That's one of the reasons why I'd want to have an MRI machine that I could use. But which, again, like, chances are probably much, much better to just to go get it done in the hospital. But, like, that's, that's one thing that's always spooky. It's like, if I had enough time and money... You best believe I'd be getting every single organ checked out every six months. Make sure I don't get taken out like Steve Jobs. I, or something. I don't mind. I don't mind. You know what I mean? I don't mind. I don't mind dying, nah, bro. I'm not getting. I'm not going I'm out ready. like that. No shot, bro. I'm trying to get to like 120. <laughs> like, I'll go whenever I go. I wouldn't mind dying, but if there's any, if I could have prevented it somehow, then if I could have prevented it and kept the good quality of life, then it's like ah oh, fuck. GG, you know? Hmm. You know? Like, especially if I have that much money, man. You know? Gotta see that compounding interest go up. So those numbers go up on some uh, Scrooge by Duck <laughs> shit. For real, bro. Yeah, I, I, I just yes, don't sir. see the appeal in, in that. It's like... Especially because, you know, if, you, if you're not gonna spend it on anything, it's like, what's the point? Like, if I were Jeff Bezos, I would be... In there every other week. Oh my God! Any tumors today? Any tumors today? <laughs> Unfortunately, you got so many of these that you're developing a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you've taken so many MRIs that even the non-ionizing radiation has given you cancer. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing. Wouldn't want to get cat scan. Cat scans done. Even though they can be useful. Granted, if you're looking for a tumor, that may be one of the better ways to find it. You know? Yeah. I mean, if something feels actually feels wrong, you know, definitely check it out and check it out as quickly as possible. 
But but the but thing is, the like, thing. So if, many uh, just... if nothing feels wrong, my advice, you know, I'm not a health professional, just a personal uh, perspective, you know, just keep living your life, man. Yeah, that's true, man. But it's like for, like the Steve Jobs one. That to be fair, Steve Jobs, like he fumbled the bag so hard, man. Poor guy. Uh, well, poor guy, but he did it to himself because he knew about the pancreatic cancer actually, like mm-hmm. particularly early. And he could have actually done something about it and had like a decent chance of survival. But he went with fucking homie, <laughs> like some stupid, like natural medicine type beat. Didn't go on any like chemo or radiation or anything like that. Like, yo, homie, you took too much LSD. I know it helped you out with Apple and shit, but you took too much. Because got him killed. Rest in peace. Like, I, I really wonder how, like, like on his deathbed, what was Steve Jobs thinking? You know, when he's like, "It's done, it's GG." Like the cancer's just gone too I, far. I don't know him enough what was to he have thinking? any idea. Yeah. You know, did he have any regrets about how he went about treating his cancer? It's I don't know. I don't know him at all. Because it wasn't even like. Because he didn't even for he didn't even have it for or like Chadwick Boseman. Man, that's tragic. Man, that's so sad. Uh, oh Patrick. yeah. Holy, yeah, uh, that's rough. Yeah, man, poor guy. The would I would not want to go out like that. Like, I don't think, like, he might have been at peace when he left. But if he had a choice, I'm sure he wouldn't have left at that point. You know, I mean, I don't actually, I don't yeah. know the guy, so I can't say I'm sure. But I would imagine he would have at least stuck around for Black Panther <laughs> too. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I just wouldn't just go out of my way to get stuff checked. It's like... Pull a Walt Disney, get cryo- cryogenically frozen, you know what I mean? Just like, work me up when you can cure the cancer. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or until you can transfer my consciousness into a computer. That'd be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any no for me, not nothing else. It's just uh, no. kind of crazy to think about that that amount of money. You know, it's uh, absolutely yeah. insane. It would be um, nice little fantasy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, like I said, up to a certain point, one, once well, I'm able to stop. get to that point, like any extra money really doesn't do yeah. much. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, not not that much of a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir those Japanese toilets bro I gotta see what it hypes about yeah maybe I will buy I, one who knows I, I just I just don't know how how they uh, dry it you know how, how how do they dry it nicely like how, how do you know if it's enough mm, I don't know infrared cameras or something <laughs> Like, no, it's still wet. You can still yeah, see. Because uh, if you just yeah, want to get attachment for the bidet, it's, like, really cheap. Even a fancy one isn't expensive. Oh, but, like, if you want to yeah. get the drying part and the whole mechanical aspect of the thing, not just the bidet feature, then then the price go up quite a bit. But even then, it's not like you don't, you don't need to win the lottery to buy one of those. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they clean your... uh, I don't know how they do the drying part effectively. Yeah, I'll have to uh, look into that. Because, like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, it cleans better with a a bidet, but, like, if you still have to wipe it, like, that's the main part I would try to avoid. Like, that would be the Mm -hmm. main thing I would want if I'm getting something like that. But just getting the bidet attachment, what doesn't do that? So I'm like, why are these people even, you know, getting this? Like, like why? Uh, I, I don't get that either. But uh, <laughs> hey, yo, I'm looking at one on Amazon right now, and this one doesn't even look. Like, what? What is its features? It costs two thousand five hundred dollars. Is it fuck? just attachment, or is it like actually? Okay. No, no, no. This is the whole. This is the whole. Ah. Uh, toilet. This is a Japanese, by the brand of Woodbridge. I, I think it's Japanese. I don't know. Posterior wash, feminine wash, pulse. I don't care about the feminine <laughs> wash, but pulsating wash, adjustable water pressure, hygienic filtered <laughs> water, automatic flush. The seat will activate the self-cleaning bidet slash spray wand, and follow and followed by a power. Yeah. I'm reading it word by word for word, so the grammatical mistakes are not me. By a powerful flush on your departure for hands-free operation. Automatic open and close. Smart toilet features begin as you approach the toilet. The lid automatically opens hands-free to welcome you. Air purification. The deodorizer effectively cleans the air around the toilet using powerful air filters. Air is drawn in, passing through an ionized carbon filter to eliminate unpleasant odors. Quiet and powerful siphonic 1.5 GPF. A gallon per flush, 1.6 gallon per flush, slash 1.0 gallon per flush dual flushing with an average 1.28 gallon per flush, bringing a super quiet and efficiency flush. Instant warming comfort. Specially designed contoured heated seats and powerful warm air dry keep you warm and cozy early in the morning or throughout the winter seasons. And it also comes yep. with tech support. So uh, at the How about seat- that? That's kind of the price point I, I knew I was at. That's why I said if you just save up a little bit, every time you get paid at the end of the year, you could buy yourself one of those. It's very true. But for me to justify spending $2,500 on a Think toilet. Think about how many times you use it. Yeah, but, I, but but the break of the toilet works just fine. <laughs> well, obviously, the experience is supposed to be much better with that. So how much do you value that experience? I'd rather get, I don't know, an upgrade from my okay, PC so or something. Okay, so not nearly as much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it uh, doesn't really make sense that you will wait till uh, that much to get it, uh, you know, to have that much money to get something like that. But hey, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> it's got to be at the point where it's like nobody would bat an eye. You know, if some, some uh-huh. dude with 100 mil buys a $2,500 toilet, it's like, yep, of course. <laughs> a dude who's got like 50K saved up in the bank account buys $2,500 toilet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, they can do it, but it's like, really, 
Really? That's what you're spending your See, money on? that's a very yeah. clear judgment uh, and uh, revealing about what you value. If they did it, if they spend the, the same mm-hmm. amount of money on something else, you know, you wouldn't say that, right? That's so. very true. Well, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I guess it depends on how... Just seems like a lot of money to spend on a toilet. And I'm just saying, yeah. this, you you know, you uh, use the toilet a lot, right? Like uh, that's true. If people spend a, a lot of money on like clothing, and it's like, how often are they wearing it, and uh, what purpose does it does this serve? That's right? also very true. So Social club, uh, something yeah. like a very enjoyable uh, toilet experience every single time you go. That's gonna last a very long time, you know. That might be worth it to some people. Uh, personally, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't even support. know if I'll ever spend that much money on the toilet, no matter how much money I have. I just <laughs> have to look into it and see if there's any appeal. But from what I know about it, there really isn't much of appeal. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I just don't see it. Uh, but anyway, let's to finish up the episode. Let's go into highlights of the week. Alrighty, highlight of the week, George coming mm-hmm. to town, yes sir. Um, yeah, that's probably yeah, the biggest say, highlight. Uh, the same. I mean, other than that, it's been yeah. relatively uh, coming unpleasant. back here is definitely a yeah. major highlight. Um, already done quite a bit, uh, both in terms of you know meeting up with people and hanging out, and also in terms of uh, working on various things I uh, wanted to for the summer. So uh, it's nice to get a early start to get a uh, solid start. So yeah, everything is uh, going quite nicely, settling into what it's gonna be like back home for the summer. And um, you know, a couple guests uh, that have showed up on this uh, podcast, Sahil and Daniel Kim, they're both going to be back as well. So well. We'll see if we get them on the podcast, but they're going to be back in town and uh, it's just going to be nice to hang out with them. Mm. Uh, Daniel, you know, is in town most of the year, but he uh, is on a trip to Korea, which is very nice. So uh, hopefully he's having a good time. But yeah, I I bring it up because uh, we plan to, you know, play basketball together pretty regularly this summer because he wants to work on his game now that he has more time. So in the future... If he uh, has any time to play, he isn't trash. That's kind of the idea. <laughs> uh, and for me, I just enjoy playing uh, the game and also enjoy working on it. And, uh, you know, it feels like a situation where I'm kind of coaching and I actually quite enjoy teaching and coaching that type of uh, thing. Yeah, Thank you're a you good coach, much. actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, saying, yeah. Uh, that's why I brought uh, it up them uh, in particular. But yeah, being great is... Uh, great being back is great did i say being great is great i might have said that back is great uh, and on that note we will finish this episode uh thank you for listening thanks for listening <laughs>